Blog Talk Radio. to Research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and joining me today is Dr. Walter Curry, Jr. for a discussion on using narrative inquiry in family history. Dr. Curry is a genealogist, educator, and author who focuses his genealogical research in eastern Aiken County and western Orangeburg County, South Carolina. So let me give just a warm welcome to Dr. Walter Curry, Jr. to the show. Welcome, Walter. Thank you, Bernice. Thank you for inviting me to the show. Well, I am looking forward to hearing you share with us information about narrative inquiry. So let's start off with you defining for us what is narrative inquiry as a qualitative research design. Yes. Um, When I started um, doing research on my family history and trying to compile information, Um, and how to make sense of the information, Um, I went back to uh, my doctoral studies to find a a qualitative methodology that would best fit um, my uh, research. And so in looking at the different uh, methodologies, I found that the narrative inquiry uh, fit my need. And so what narrative inquiry is, uh, it uses uh, field text such as stories, um, autobiography, journals, uh, field notes, letters, conversations, interviews, family stories, and photos, and um, other artifacts and life experiences as units of analysis to research and understand the way people create meaning in their lives as narratives. And so that's uh, a a broad definition of what uh, narrative inquiry is. And uh, a narrative inquiry or the narrative itself is basically a story, a story about uh, a person or a significant event uh, that took place in time and in space. Okay, so we're talking about a story. So 
let's talk about, you know, the benefits of, of qual- this qualitative research design and family history research. Why would you want to do a narrative inquiry? That's a great question. Um, the reason why you want to do a narrative inquiry is because you want to uh, make sense of your research um, as far as knowing more and getting in depth um, about your family history. Um, the way I approach it um, is is two ways. Um, if I'm studying about uh, an ancestor, um, I will first write up um, the narrative about that particular ancestor, and then from there, I will interpret um, um, the the narrative about my ancestor using um, lenses of interpretation, um, such as um, context, historical context, um, mm-hmm. such as um, their behavior, um, characteristics, um, what they did, their occupation. And so I'm looking at um, variety of frames of references in which I can um, use those frames to um, interpret um, the life experiences of my ancestor. Uh, So, for instance, um, my ancestor, Millis Thompson, um, who uh, was a former slave who purchased his freedom, um, and then he went on to uh, purchase land, 100 acres of land for 2,000 acres. And so that is um, details about his narrative, but when I'm um, looking at interpreting um, um, his, the narrative, I'm going beyond the story itself. I'm studying about slavery. I'm studying about um, um, the 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 dangers that free blacks like Millage um, had to encounter uh, while they were free. Um, looking at um, South Carolina laws um, that restricted um, the movement of freedmen um, uh, during during the antebellum period, and then I'm looking at um, the importance of land ownership. Um, at the time, um, many of African Americans uh, were uh, tenant farmers and sharecroppers, and so some of them desired to um, own property, um, to own land, to break away from uh, sharecropping and tenant farming because owning land was uh, an action that moved towards freedom and independence. So I'm, I just gave you uh, the interpretation of my ancestor narrative on why uh, he decided to uh, purchase land. It was for um, independence. So he could, uh, he he broke free um, from uh, sharecropping and tenant farming, which kept more, kept African-Americans who were uh, in those, uh, in those positions in debt. And so that's why it's important that you interpret um, the narratives um, go beyond the narrative, looking um, at uh, different frames of references, looking at the context. Um, and you can also do that if your ancestor or relative was involved in events like the Civil Rights Movement. 
uh, what what were their motivations? Um, mm-hmm. What what happened at that time? Um, why they uh, were involved in that particular um, action um, or event during the movement, and so forth. So you're not just, as you say, you're not just collecting names. You're looking right. at those events, and then based upon the events that your ancestors have been, been involved in, you're then going back and interpreting, based on the historical context, why they did what they did. Is that what yeah. I'm gathering from this narrative inquiry? Yes, yes, that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's the historical context, um, what, how the historical context um, um, interplays with the narrative, um, mm-hmm. even looking at um, um, other contexts, such as uh, social contexts. Uh, religious context. So we're we're contextualizing um, the narrative, so to speak, um, to create meaning um, about our ancestors and relative um, lives. So let's start off so that you could help people really understand this narrative inquiry. Take us through the steps and narrative inquiry in doing family history research? Great, great question. Um, the steps are very simple, um, but also um, very exhaustive. Um, for instance, um, the first step you should do is develop a research question. Um, you want to do that initially so you will have a focus on your research. Um, So, Mm -hmm. for instance, um, let's say you want to um, find out about um, your ancestor. I'm going to use my, for instance, um, um, Isaac Quarterbaum, okay? Um, Okay. When I did research on Isaac Quarterbaum, um, I wanted to know – more about his role um, as a cert mill owner, okay? So my research question will focus on that. Uh, what was his uh, role as a cert mill owner? What did he do um, in that particular industry? And so once I develop a research question, then um, I will um, identify um, data um, looking at, uh, your sources. Uh, what sources do you have um, that will help you uh, answer um, the the research question? So we're talking about interviews. We're talking about um, primary source documents. Uh, we're also talking about um, photos or any type of uh, sources that can help you answer the research question, even obituaries. Um, in this case, I use um, a source from um, the old Quarterbaum family reunion book uh, that gave me some answers. Um, but also I, you can use secondary sources as well uh, because um, um, the, the source that I had from the reunion book uh, did not specify his role uh, as a cert mirror owner. So I had to do some other 
uh, research and find out what is a SERP um, mill owner. And so once you identify resources to answer your research question, then you need to organize um, your data. Um, in other words, you need to um, make sure that your uh, data is thoroughly um, organized. Um, you could do this by um, categorizing your data. Um, you could also um, look at your data um, and, and chronalize um, as far as your as far as dates are concerned. And so you could you have to organize your data. Um, once you organize your data, then um, you interpret your data. And so what I did um, when I had all of the information about um, Isaac Quarterbaum, um, his narrative, I began to interpret the data. And so what I found out um, as uh, his occupation as a cert mill owner, um, I've, I've studied the industry. Um, I found out that cert mill owners um, were very um, creative um, and inventive. Um, they used a mule, okay, um, a mule, um, which the mule went around um, the technology to grind uh, the, the 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 maple leaves, uh, the sugar canes, and the sugar canes were grind, uh, which produced um, the syrup. Uh, some of the old folks will say molasses. So that was that was an industry. Um, that he was involved in. Um, and then I find out, um, looking at the narrative um, about Isaac, that he also um, did a lot of bartering, okay? He didn't, he didn't, he, he bartered. Uh, what that means is uh, you exchange something without giving money. Um, so he would uh, give um jugs to his customers uh, when his customers did not have any money. And he used those jugs uh, to, uh, to, to, for, for syrup, um, to, to pour the syrup um, in the jugs. Um, and so I studied the concept of bartering, and I found out that um, many slaves like Isaac, because Isaac was a slave, um, used the concept of bartering. And so um, I made an inference that, okay, he, he, he was enslaved, and maybe he learned this um, during slavery, and so he applied it um, in his um, business. And so when, I, when you look at interpreting the data, um, that's what I meant early on, is looking at um, different frames of references, different um, contexts. And so just to um, review um, for the listeners to, to really do the narrative inquiry. You develop a research question. Uh, you select, um, identify your data uh, to answer the question. Um, you organize your data, um, and then you interpret um, your data. And just want to add with the interpretation, um, you, you, you're, you're writing and analysis of what you learn um, from the data. 
Now, I want to just go back. You mentioned you, you speak of data. You speak of resources. And, but I didn't hear you speak of interviewing individuals. Although mm-hmm. what you were, what you referenced was uh, a family reunion document, but at what point in this process are you talking to another person and hearing that, that, their narrative that, or their interpretation of that person's life? That 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 that's a great question. Um, interviewing family members are, are very very important. And um, and I did um, interview um, Isaac uh, grandchildren um, about um, his life to ensure accuracy, and so that's 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 a key part um, in narrative inquiry uh, because when you when you do oral um, history, um, it, you you have to listen to everything. Um, you really have to um, be be willing to have an open mind um, to um, the interview, um, to the listener, and and you also have to um, take into account that everything that the interviewee tells uh, may or may not be true, um, and uh-huh. so you have to sometimes. Uh, and what I've done most of the time um, is is corroborate uh, what I receive from um, the oral narratives uh, with uh, primary sources that either confirm or debunk um, the oral narratives. And sometimes uh, when you tell family members, well, I found out something that uh, you said um, may is not true. Um, you know, some of them may, you know, feel uh, a certain kind of way. Um, however, um, interviewing family members are very, very important. And, and, and I want to add, too, is when you look at uh, the narrative inquiry uh, with the second step, um, selecting um, your data, you want to um, be specific as possible. Um, you want to find out who remembered um, your uh, your ancestor or relative. Um, you want to also um, um, interview those folks. You also want uh-huh. to consult um, other um, people as well um, outside of your of, of your scope of influence with your family. Uh, so, for instance. Um, Let's say your your relative um, was involved um, in the Great Depression, and you could you could reach out to um, a professor who has experience, um, uh, intellectual knowledge uh, with that particular topic uh, to get uh, their point of view. Um, that's that's data, um, and so. When you look at oral narratives, you 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 have to look at look at it um, in two ways: uh, researching, uh, I mean, interviewing uh, family members who know about your ancestor um, or relative, um, or and um, researching 
um, about your ancestor relative by interviewing others who have knowledge on the topic um, that relates to your ancestor relative. Got you. Okay. So take us to another place now. Because you you have a book, you've you've written a the Thompson family story. How did you incorporate narrative inquiry into the Thompson family untold stories from the past? That 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 that's a great question. Um, what I did um, was I looked at all of the information about um, the Thompson family. Um, that's really the first step. Um, and I selected individuals uh, who had um, a breadth of information, um, more detailed uh, information, um, and those individuals were selected. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, individuals uh, who had several um, sources um, to write a narrative about. Um, you don't want to write a narrative uh, with one source. Um, you want to have many sources as possible to come up with a narrative. And so what I did um, was I categorized um, my research um, individually um, as well as um, eventful, um, based on uh, events. And so I selected um, 10 narratives um, to write about. And so once I wrote those narratives um, in the, um, individually, then I um, in, uh, interpret those narratives. And so when you, when you read my book, you will see um, two chapters. The first chapter, um, but the second chapter uh, is narrative essays, um, and the final chapter is narrative analysis. And so mm -hmm. um, the analysis, the narrative analysis, um, are the interpretation of the narrative essays. And so once I finished um, writing the narratives, um, I – and just go to the interpretation, um, I did a lot of coding. Um, you could code your narratives according to the themes, um, looking at themes, looking at context. Um, that's very, very important uh, because when you do an interpretation of a narrative, you want to um, dissect it. Um, I wrote notes um, about what were some of the interesting things about this particular narrative, um, and and I tried to, um, like I just mentioned, um, use themes to interpret um, uh, the narrative. And once I well, give um, us an example okay. of of a theme that you use to interpret a narrative. Um, one theme um, that I use um, to interpret the narrative, um, for example, in my book, um, sexual um, racism. 
uh, sexual racism. And um, that theme um, derived from a chapter in my book called The Self-Identity Crisis and Redemption of Joseph Pitts Thompson, um, which is which is a story um, about uh, Joseph Pitts Thompson. Um, he um, dated a white woman um, in the early 1900s, and um, they left Sally um, at night because back in the day, um, if a black man was caught with a white woman, um, he was in danger. Uh, we know about stories in the African-American community about black men being being killed, being lynched, um, courting white women, whistling at white women. And so um, him and his mistress, uh, the white woman, they left town. And so when I was looking at that um, aspect of the narrative, I came across um, sexual racism. And um, what sexual uh, racism basically means um, racism according to um, to 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 sex. Um, and in other in other words, looking at uh, sexual racism, it's 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 uh, it's broadly defines refers to discrimination in romantic partner selection on the basis of perceived uh, racial um, identity. Um, sexual racism can be um, so, explicit. So now, so now that we have the idea of how you would come up with the various themes, since we're getting close to the end of the show, I'd like you to just share with us some of your parting words, some of the recommendations you may have to others, and uh, just go for it. Just give us your parting words. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. Um, my my parting words um, to all of the listeners um, is is to um, really begin to um, – look at your family history uh, in a critical and creative way. Um, mm-hmm. And the narrative inquiry is one of those ways that you could do that. Um, once you collect uh, the data about your ancestor and relatives, um, begin to um, write a narrative um, about them um, and begin to uh, make interpretations um, that will help you understand um, their lives in a more meaningful way. Well, wow. So I want to just thank you so much for coming on today. And for everyone else, please remember, your ancestors left foot, footprints. And some of those stories that you've heard can go right into the Narrative Inquiry, exactly what Dr. Walter Curry, Jr. has just shared with us. So thank you so much for tuning in today, and I look forward to all of you joining me next week. This is your host, Bernice Alexander-Bennett. 
Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you, Dr. Curry. Thank, thank you, Ms. Bennett.